So, Phil, we've got the story of Jesus healing Peter's mother-in-law. Yes, surrounded by a lot of stories of miracles and demons being cast out and all the rest of it. I don't know, is this, is this a sandwich technique going on here that um, Mark's trying to demonstrate Jesus as a miracle worker at both ends and here's one story in the middle that illustrates that? It's certainly not as clear as last week's reading, uh, but it prob you probably could find it in there. It's certainly um, the healing uh, is a demonstration of the narrative. So here's the story. Uh, he here's the, um, the claim. And then, and then here's the event that proves the claim. It, it, I think it certainly can be seen as that. Yeah. And um, I was struck reading it by the tremendous sense of urgency that seems to surround it. Like, um, did these all things all happen within one 24-hour period or is Mark desperate to get his story out? And I think it's probably the latter, um, that Mark is actually cushioning a whole lot of stuff into a short space of time because he's in a hurry to tell his story um, and get to the, the best bits, which for him are later on. I agree. That's probably true. But I reckon there might be some truth in the um, in the energy of the events that if if a person such as Jesus turns up and does these things, then there's going to be a tremendous amount of energy, a tremendous amount of impetus to keep moving forward, um, which probably is why Jesus says at the end of the story, uh, come on, let's go and not get trapped here, but do this everywhere. Um, so, so whether you're probably right, it probably is conflated just to get on with the story. But I reckon there must have been that sense of extraordinary buzz. And uh, if, if this is even half true, this is extraordinary. Yeah. In a very small fishing village where everybody knows uh, everything. And uh, if anything happens, it happens basically for the whole village. So last week you've got the, um, the healing in the synagogue. Um, nobody needs to be told who this guy is or that something's happening, do they? Yeah, that's right. Of course, they do need to understand who he is. And that's, of course, I think the whole trick of the gospel is, um, you know, if you take the centre point of the gospel, as, as lots of, of scholars do, Peter's question, who do you say that I am? And then the response, not only of, obviously of Peter, but of all the readers of the gospel, um, this does go to, to that question of, yes, here is someone doing something extraordinary. What does this actually mean? Um, one of the bits for me that, that uh, I think ties all this together is uh, when Jesus um, raises, uh, holds the hand of Peter's mother-in-law and raises her up because she is, one of the ways you can translate the verse before that is that she is down with a fever. Um, which is the way we often talk, you know, someone's down yeah. with a sickness and raised up. Well, the being down and being raised up, you know, you don't need to be much of a biblical scholar to figure out how that might be reflected in the other half of the gospel when someone is down and gets raised up by God. You know, it's, it's yeah. extraordinary, I think. Um, and there's a number of other of these in the gospel. Is the story, I think, of the, the kid... Is it the centurion's kid or somebody's kid who gets um, uh, thrown down by demons and raised up by Jesus? They're sort of stitched the way through, which may be why the ending of Mark's gospel 
it goes the way it does. It is as if maybe the author of Margaret saying, well, they've seen these resurrection, death and resurrection stories all the way through. I don't need to keep going. I don't need to labour. Yeah. It's all there. They should know what I'm on about by now. Yeah, yeah. And of course we yeah. haven't because we haven't paid attention. Yeah. What, what I find ordinary, uh, extraordinary in this is given that pace that Mark's moving with, um, he clearly doesn't want to stay at Jesus as a miracle worker. He doesn't want to sit and luxuriate in people being healed and having demons cast out. We're moving on. This is, you know, we're on a road and these things, they're almost incidentary to the gospel's story of who Jesus is, aren't they? Yeah, I think that's right. I think they kind of spill out over the side. It's almost as if you've got, you're in a room um, with badly fitting doors and windows and the light just sort of spilling out. Um, and so everyone outside is getting some of the light. It's not designed that way, but that's just the way it is because it can't be contained. I, I think that's a, a, a way of reading these parts of the text is that there's this extraordinary movement going on. And you're right, it has to get going. And Mark has to get these people out of Galilee uh, with all of its um, connotations of what Galilee might mean and into Jerusalem where the conflict is going to take place. Yeah. I was also struck, and I hope I'm not reading into the text too much here, um, by Jesus's mission strategy, if you want to call it that, because at one point you've got the whole village at the door. Yes. Um, and we're told that many people are healed and many people had demons cast out. But then the next day Jesus retires. Then when they find him, he doesn't want to go back to Capernaum to finish off what's not done there, yeah. because we weren't told that all were healed or all had demons cast out. He wants to go somewhere else and keep going there. Now, I don't know about you, but I found that a, an interesting mission strategy is almost like the work's not yet complete in Capernaum, but we're not going back there. We're going on to somewhere else. What do you think that's about? Oh, look, that's fascinating, isn't it? I, I, it made me think of Paul and, you know, the, the fragments of idea we've got through Acts and, and some of the bits in, in the letters that he keeps moving on too. You know, maybe there's a kind of restlessness in this work that, you know, the idea that we should all be stuck in one place for a long time is, is not the apostolic way. I, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. And all, all Mark tells us is that many people were healed. Yeah. Many people had this happen. By no means all. Um, whereas we, I think we have a kind of sense of completion that we should be busy until the job's done. Yeah. And I'm seeing some unfinished business here, maybe because in the end it's not the important work that Jesus has to do. And maybe because the job is never done. I mean, there's never, you know, how much healing do you need? How much healing do I need? I can list a few things that I would love to have healed both emotionally and physically, but there's a bunch more that I'm sure you could see about me that, you know, sticks out like a sore thumb, but I'm not even noticing it, let alone the things that neither of us see that I need healing in. So yeah, maybe yeah. the job's never done and you just got to keep going regardless. Yeah. And, and again, um, Maybe that's not the job that Jesus came to do, you know, like, yeah. um, and Mark's got a greater purpose for Jesus. I, I wonder too about relating your point about down and raised, if that speaks to Mark's community too. They might be feeling a bit down under persecution, um, but here's the hope that someone's going to take them by the hand and say, get up. Yeah. Um, 
And when he does, he's not going to just leave it there. He's going to say, get up and let's get going. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And keep moving um, onward into Galilee, uh, as it were, again, at the end of the, of the gospel. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good way of, of thinking. It's a very restless set of texts then, isn't it, really? Absolutely. And, and not being able to sit back uh, in your chair and say, the work's all done. You know, I'll take a rest now. Yes. Um, we, we know there's always more work to do in ministry. Um, in fact, anything that works with people, there is almost, always more to do. So I take out of this passage the message of do the bit that you can and then move on. Don't, don't think you're going to get ever going to get it all done. Yeah, and in the middle of that, take a rest. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Try and recreate, try and re so get you could get some perspective. Jesus goes away. And, you know, it's like you go for a quick trip somewhere and you suddenly get perspective on your life back home. That is quite yeah. a different perspective than you could have ever have got if you stayed there. Even if you just sort of go, um, uh, you know, down the coast for a day or go into state for a week for, for work or something. You know, it, it changes everything in a moment for, for a while, at least. Yeah. There are always going to be people at the door. There are, yes. And I suppose we should stop because we're at 10 minutes and go and greet them. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I'll <laughs> it off. Thanks, mate.